Fan Radio on One Foot Down, the One Foot Down podcast. I am Irish Tightness at Irish Tightness on Twitter. My brother to my left, ND McFly. Wednesday edition. Is it Wednesday or Thursday? I think it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Belated. Homer, it's Wednesday. Belated victory edition. Due to our wives deciding they wanted to watch The Walking Dead together on Sunday night. And when Mama says we got to watch TV. Yeah. She gets what she gets. Speaking of Halloween stuff, your neighbors' decorations Dude, are out of control. They are every, I mean, everything. This East, is like pagan level Easter eggs. I mean, every, well, at least they do every, Easter then. Valentine, no, I mean, like every holiday, every you name it, same. Yeah, same. do they just go to the she, nearest big box and just grab the end caps and just her kids moved? I mean, they're empty nesters now, so I assume their two kids that are going to college rooms are just full of yeah, holiday they got, shit. They got a lot going on, fully itemized spinning wheels projecting colors and this every isn't like str- scary this streamer is like, banner yeah every the window the the window decals that like the static right, cling right. everything it's not like scary ghoulish stuff this no, no, is no, like no, kids no. birthday party yeah no no dude i mean she just on, pulled down the columbus day stuff i mean on you know, steroids no, no it's <laughs> the they're, columbus they're day out stuff. of control and you want to know you want to know something anybody that's followed uh me on twitter for I guess you'd have to be six plus years um, or has been listening to the show for a long time. I have in my garage a number one sign. Yeah. A scale model of the Grace light em up number one sign. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I got to run that bad boy for about three weeks in December of 2012. Yeah. And it's probably five foot tall two by fours and two by eights for a base and it's pretty big and it's got the big boy christmas lights yeah like the big boy christmas lights you just do football though they do it for yeah, any no, team yeah that's no, yeah no one, if, right? if okay. notre dame ever gets number one in football i don't care about anything else i mean you just did when they were number one in rushing <laughs> that's and then, yeah, then we light no. it up uh no i think it's probably covered in mouse shit now <laughs> yeah, everything's yeah broke. Right. my kids bashed his bike into about 400 times no. yeah no, I, I don't care about any other Notre Dame sports. No, it's only football. Right, but well. but I had the thing lit up in my yard, which is directly facing their house, right? So it's and it's bright as shit. If I had like a flat roof garage or a way to hoist it, I would. I'd put it up, and you could probably see it from the next from the next area code over. Yeah. Uh, so when after the game, I go out. You know, first thing uh, the next morning after the Bama beatdown to go take the thing down. And old Tom next door, old Tommy boy, cut out a t- the Tide logo from his wife's uh, laundry detergent box and had duct taped t- number one, and then right at the end of the uh, you know oh, the number man. one had duct tape tied yeah. to it. And it took me forever to figure out where it came from. I was pissed when I saw it. 
And one day he told me, and I was like, "You bastard!" Yeah, it would have been nicer to just leave you an actual Tide Pod that you could have. That, that was pre Tide. That game. was pre. That was pre Tide Pod. Gotcha. Pre Tide Pod. Yeah, it really. If if he if he knew me, he would have just left a gallon of bleach. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. That would have been that would have been merciful as opposed to twisting the knife. But yeah, not to go on a tangent there, but I mean, some of this Halloween, man, the inflatables. This is this stuff is out of control. You do, know do you remember I mean? the year we? I was going to dress up as Notre Dame's defense or the BVGBs. I think it was going to be the BVGBs for Halloween one year. Yeah, you were like the spirit of Notre Dame with the crutches or something That's like right. that. That's right. Yeah. The walking boot. Well, the spirit Wounded. of Notre Dame is back, Wounded as leprechaun. are the defense. Notre Dame 45, Virginia Tech 23. This was a pretty sound ass kicking by the end of the game, though. It didn't necessarily feel that way at halftime. No, it didn't at halftime, but it's like, I mean, you pretty much take this and run with it. I mean, at some point, like, everybody's dealing with the like, same thing. Like, like Dexter? Yeah. Take this thing and run well, with it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just... Go on. Notre Dame won this game essentially playing three quarters. I mean, they, they did score a touchdown in the second, but... The, the, the stats from the second quarter were so paltry, and then they came back and just popped off two touchdowns in each of the third and fourth quarters, which, if you go back to the beginning of the season, there's a lot more than just the fact that Notre Dame was a first-half team. There's Obviously, as we know, there's a lot of other stuff going on now, but to see Notre Dame explode in the second half, to stay patient, um, and, you know, and that's that's pretty much the toughest environment they're going to get. I don't know if it was fair to say that was as threatening as Miami was last year, but we were kind of saying, hey, if somebody can can whip up the hornet's nest a la Miami, one would think that, that Lane Stadium with, with them rocking would have been it. And, and Notre Dame certainly was never flustered, but they kind of had to calibrate for a little bit. But as soon as they felt like you know, one of the punches landed via Dexter Williams, it was like, forget it. I mean, the confidence level is just... Well, yeah, because Notre Dame has no doubt as a as a team. I'm talking about the fan base as a team. They have they have no doubt that they're winning that they're going to win the game. Yeah, you know, I mean, they don't look like they're flustered in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I mean, which is kind of refreshing to see that conviction level. You know, I mean, look, Notre Dame's got a lot of history and a lot of bad blood with Miami. Although I recognize that every kid on a team may not know, you know, how far back and doesn't care about, you know, a game in the '80s or the '90s or whatever. Maybe the same way that a forty year old forty year old adult does. At the same time, I mean, you know, Miami's fan base certainly despises. Notre Dame, yeah, and, and and whereas Virginia Tech, I mean, they have a rowdy environment, but that's like a was that the you know I mean it's like we played them a couple of times, but there's no real history there, no per, per se, no, not at all. So it's I mean, just it's just a you know it's just a big opponent in a night game. Sure. But it's not like a vile vitriol, you know. We yeah. despise Notre Dame, but look, I mean, uh, hey, a good way to shut them up is is by uh, cranking out TDs. Well, totally, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think it has to be the whole rivalry thing i mean yeah usc is that and michigan is that but again we've... but you're not going to get from the la coliseum you're not going to get anywhere close to what no, you got no. from, in blacksburg and, and the... now no, you may in ann arbor yeah but i think this year you know the point is we have not kelly about not being ready for that type oh. of game in that environment and this year i think that up i think this is about as scary as it's going to get in terms of environment yeah no, i'm with you this year no, and, no i mean they maybe, just... maybe at northwestern maybe 
I mean, uh, the Northwestern. Nah, look, I mean, that's that's at least what, uh, somebody's gonna throw a protractor at them. Like what? <laughs> I mean, come on, nerds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're gonna just like yell some sort of you know insult that's so witty that nobody even understands. Well, it. Notre Dame, no, no. Notre Dame guys would. But to your point, Northwestern is a team that cares probably about yeah. the fact that it's Notre Dame. Pat Fitzgerald, known Notre Dame hater, you know, and he's gonna he gets his team whipped up, and and that's that would be a tough environment. But like this, but aside from the teams, to your point, having no bad blood, it's just a tough environment on the road i mean what notre dame fan wasn't jealous of that opening right i mean yeah i, I you like know what's the dropkick murphys or whatever yeah, but you know that's what's funny though pretty cool. I, I didn't mention this uh last week but i but i wanted to it's been on my mind notre dame sort of has a home field advantage right now this year you know now herb street had said something to the effect of well, now they don't have the huge home field advantage like they have in South Bend. And I'm like, Herbie, come on, dude. Yeah. Are you new here? Right. I mean, they don't. But this year, I mean, between the Michigan game and Wake and Stanford and, you know, uh, what was the Wake home game? No, Vanderbilt. Yeah, 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 there you go. I mean, it, it, the green out, it's been loud. People that have paid their money to go to the stadium have reported that it's been, you know, more. Look, it I, is, I mean, but don't you think Notre Dame's advantage is more that it's like still sort of subdued? I feel like Notre Dame has a way of performing while the while the temperament goes down. Like Notre Dame can, they can still handle business when it's like. Hey, we're playing in the park. Yeah, you know opera. what I mean? It's like, opera. It's opera, not a rock concert. Exactly. There's not stage diving. Like, we're think, playing cello here. I think the real advantage, yeah, you know, they played some music in the green out, but let's be honest, this is that was nothing compared to what you see the, in the no, SEC. It's not. Nothing compared My to Virginia point Tech. Is, more more so than I can remember in in, in a long time. They don't look crappy at home now. Yeah, they have of more of a home field advantage than they've had in a long time. Maybe it's because the team's opponents have to walk through a skinny tunnel. It could be. I mean, that maybe, could, maybe it's maybe that's all it is. Maybe they got some of the quieter fans up in the luxury boxes. Well, it, does, it, now, do, it doesn't hurt. To... It doesn't hurt when you're playing really damn good football. You're three and zero, one and zero, two and zero, six and zero, whatever whatever your record is, yeah. and 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 you're starting to smoke teams. Yeah, which no, is what they're doing. It's funny. I mean, you know, Ball State was in there as well, and I think that decidedly Notre Dame did not use their home field advantage, and and, and maybe that was the whole Ball State gets to go to the cathedral thing. But you're right. I think that they were served well by playing Michigan at night as a big opener, which we talked about previously. And then Stanford, I mean, just being ready and at that level, it it was. They really did act like, you know, let's let's get this place cooking. And they punched him in the face. A physical, a a quote unquote physical Stanford team got got beat down. I mean, I'm. I think Bryce Love played the next week against no, Utah. I don't think he no, did. That could be that could be and true. And Costello got worked and Hartman from Wake got worked and they've been putting in work. The D line especially has been putting in work on quarterbacks and Willis was another guy that I know Notre Dame sort of has this tendency to make a first-time starter look like a Heisman candidate just for whatever reason that, you know, kids always – and it's always some backstory of this guy grew up a Notre Dame fan too. Like he's got something to prove. That That's always yeah. – there's always something like that. But but this Willis kid, I mean, he threw 31 of 52, which is – I mean, for throwing 50 times, that ain't bad, racking up 300 yards. Mm-hmm. But they picked him off and they got a lot of hits on him. Yeah, they, they got a lot of hits they on did. him. They did, and he only yielded, you know, a few more yards. Than um, than Ian Book, so it's funny because Ian Book has a higher average in terms of passing, but many less attempts. Um, same amount of TDs, same amount of interceptions. So I don't really know enough about the QBR. Ian Book's was higher, but yeah, to your point, I mean, it's it's so bizarre. We're talking about Notre Dame's home field advantage. We're talking but, about their active D line pass rush. 
I know. What like what else? Like <laughs> what do pe- you, dude? It's the pe- it's it's Jan's fucking pagan worship ceremony out the Wiccans across the street. It have, could have, be have it, taking us through a time warp. It could be, man. It's uh, I don't know. Back, back on Earth One, Brian Kelly is is on track for an eight and five season. Yeah, there's some sort of like pay the piper. I know you don't watch. Uh, you probably don't watch Amazon shows, but I'm watching Man in the High Castle, which just came out. So anybody out there, it's basically an alternate world scenario. And yes, I feel like I've been completely. I'm in world number two. This you is know, insane. to anybody out there Dude, that's it's, watching, it's so great. It's so great. Yeah. Okay. This, so let's let's just call it what it is. Is there a shoe that's going to drop this year, or is I this just like it. I, it is? But it's Alabama in the playoff at this point. Well, that's that's a boot. Okay, that's like boot with a spur no, on it. It's a gonna, foot. I yeah. mean, it's 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 from uh, Jack and the Beanstalk. I mean, it's the foot of a giant. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm not talking about Alabama. I'm just saying, is is there a shoe that you think is going to drop before the season gets out? There shouldn't be. I said last week. I think Notre Dame's going to win out. I think that was the title of our podcast maybe or something like that or notre dame should win out your clickbait yeah one, one exactly. weird trick Exa- for notre dame I know, to win exactly. out. exactly it was like uh here you know well, I'll, we'll title this one the real story on ian book yeah did you heard that trash right yeah i did i did I, you know what's funny just to go on a quick tangent here with that whole thing i don't know if if, if you missed it there was some twitter rumor that ian book was caught cheating on a midterm mm-hmm, and was mm-hmm. going to be suspended indefinitely or whatever yeah. which i'll be honest if you're going to troll notre dame fans i mean that's something that they're probably hypersensitive to because it's happened so many exactly times. that's They've, Notre Dame has, has vacated wins. They've vacated us two. Yeah. They vacated a damn pinstripe bowl championship right. as a result of ineligible players. So now that's that's a that's a nice thing. But you know what's funny? I got to be honest here. Anybody that's listened to us at length, you know my feelings on Brian Kelly. I think the guy should have been fired after four and eight. I think anybody that goes four and eight at a major program like Notre Dame, if it's not your first season and not anything with you know major major you know unforeseen scenario, but dude, they were loaded with talent, and I mean there was no reason they should have won. They should have been 500 on just talent alone. Yeah. I think so. I thought the guy should be fired. I've never been, I just, I haven't been a huge fan of him lately. I'll tell you what, man. When I heard the Ian Book rumor, yeah. I genuinely felt bad for Brian Kelly if it was true. Oh, if yeah. It was true. Sure. A guy that I don't necessarily like but i ha- i am coming to respect mm-hmm. especially the way he's t- I, look, if you're intellectually honest even if you don't you have to say what he's done since 2016 is amazing it is it's, it's amazing it is whether he's letting his assistant coaches coach finally or if he's changed what he's done or if he's been humiliated and and hit rock bottom and scared straight it you know whatever it is if he's calling a sponsor every weekend to talk t- about i really want to throw the ball this week please talk me out of it yeah. And, yeah. and his guy was didn't have his pager before in the second quarter, and Brian Kelly went fucking crazy with with Ian Book launching deep. Whatever it is, you got you have to admire what he's done. Um, the hires are look to be working out great, and and uh, you're finally starting to trust him. I mean, that's the other thing too. After the Miami game, you now trust him to go on the road and win a big game. But when I heard the Ian Book, I was like. 
Man, I honestly, if that's true, I genuinely will feel bad for Brian yeah. Kelly. Well, I mean, think about it. Like every other bad thing that, not every other, but many of the bad things that have befallen the program were were out of, of his, his doing, holster, yeah, right. right? Shooting right at the at his own foot. The old, you know, was that Plaxico Burris? The old Plaxico Burris? Maneuver? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he went Plax, you know, multiple times. No, I completely agree, and it just wouldn't have been right because. But it, you're right. That 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 was a very uh, that was a very specific, you know. Like that, that was like that troll level was like, you know, when, when New Testament rep references Old Testament, right? Like a s- scriptural alliteration kind of thing. So somebody that put that out, like you said, was, was specifically pointing on a nerve um, in terms of that. But he- here's my thing with Brian Kelly, and I'm doing this just a little bit tongue in cheek. But if you go back through the podcast, I've always I've been one of the last people to say that Kelly should have been fired. I think I've gotten really, really close to say I don't know if I've ever you said sat and listened to me play Prodigy Firestarter and drop multiple <laughs> f bombs in a row yeah. in a bourbon laced rage. So I probably had no choice. But they to lost be the, a fucking Duke. I know, and I probably had no choice but to be the guy that was like, "Well, you know, I say we let him go." Well, yeah, you know? I mean, you're an accomplice at this point, regardless. But you know? to your point, if you if you, it's not to delete the season, but if you take a recency bias, which most of us do as sports fans it is it's phenomenal what they've been able to do last year and not only that last year they had this running machine and they were for most of the year i for don't most give of the credit year, for the whole year because no, they did crater a little bit it was after one of Miami. the few times that you were googling notre dame stats and they were like number one in the country and rushing which was bizarre and now they're doing it with this balance thing which is really closer to what kelly wants but i will say this i went to coach's hot seat it wasn't as updated as it wasn't yeah. updated as recently yeah. as normal but yeah. that's a great blog it's been around it forever is, it very is. simplistic yep. it's yep. been around it's, forever dude, that's a that, if cousin jj maintained a website it would it's be that, co- right? it would be coaches coaches winning percentage who's on the hot seat that, you that's know? all it is but cut, I, cutthroat and you got your picture next to yeah. a flaming chair as if you're sitting on you know in the seventh layer of dante's I, I, inferno i think it was a couple games behind but the data is close enough that i'm just going to kind of go with this I, I mean my current stance is if somebody is 700 as a winning percentage i feel like that's that's pretty good. I mean, I feel like that that's, should be the floor. I feel like at Notre Dame, that should be about the yeah, floor. Yeah, but the thing is, if you're 700 at your, you know, as an active coach, 700 overall, you're you're in pretty rare air. And of the guys that are 700 and above, there's only there's only maybe seven or eight that are at actual you know, top level. Now, are programs. you talking career win percentage? I'm talking career because they got all his Grand Valley State shit in I there know, too. I know, and his career percentage it, is 727, is including Grand Valley, including everything. Right. Everything as a head coach. Now, his Notre Dame percentage is 682. Yeah, and I and did that's the math. And again, wins, I, I think it was a, I think it was a couple games back. But again, the quick math I did on a napkin was if Notre Dame wins out and wins the national championship he would be like 702 winning percentage but if they went out and lose he would be like 690 something you know so i just feel like that's maybe a good barometer instead of just saying he's not the guy he's the guy look we i think we all have to recognize the fact that he's been there so long he's gotten way more time than pretty much anybody at a marquee program like notre dame he's gotten more time and there's a lot of guys that could peak how he has peaked when given that much time but if we just say hey look that's just the nature of it i mean the guy's been ranked in the playoff rankings multiple times he's been in the national championship yes, game but he's been... never actually won shit that's the other know, that's the I other know. thing i mean that's like saying you got to close the deal this guy has been a safe operator of a vehicle 
the majority of his adult life. Oh, by the way, one year he got fucking wrecked, drove drunk, plowed his car into a into a crowd of children and mowed them all down. Not to make light of something, you know, tragic like that. But I mean, that's that 2016 is a catastrophic driving. Yeah. You should remove you got to remove the guy and Swarbrick because. He just bought him a new car, and it was insured with his extension, decided to keep him on. I know. And, uh, I know. Hey, it's crazy. And, but the point is, the guy's had a perfect driving record since, and he's yeah. passing all his piss tests. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If Again, like I talked about last week, if you believe in conversions, I mean, I'm not saying he's the guy, but when I watch what it, happened last year, for a time, for a time last year, and what I see so far this year... I think it's fair to say that Kelly can put a playoff team on the football field. I mean, that's, this, there's this, no doubt this, about that. This team, this team is playoff worthy. This isn't fake. This isn't a fluke. They've beaten three ranked teams. They've done it on the road. They've they done it at they, home. They killed Wake. They They've, killed Virginia Tech by the end I of the mean, game. Stanford, they killed Stanford. Like, here's the most thing, amazing thing about this game. Notre Dame didn't even play that well. I mean, they they played okay. I think they Indi- played three individual two and a half guys good had quarters. good games. And you know, Khalid Kareem was just. I yeah, mean, he's one of my. favorites. I saw him with the raccoon mask on, and I was like, "That's pimp." Yeah, yeah. And he's he one. Went, he's and one of my he favorites. Proceeded to obliterate, but they, Notre Dame definitely didn't have their A game. At least it wasn't a complete game all the it way through. It wasn't complete. You know? They they had their A game at some points, but it just wasn't a complete game. I think Stanford was more wire to wire domination. And they still I know. smoked them. I know. And I mean, they really smoke Pitt too. Oh, oh yeah, they're gonna they, kill well. Him. They better. I mean, Pitt is, I think, what two and three, and even then, the stats the stats don't line up. But here's the one thing about it. I, you know. I just don't know how much of this was Ian Book. I mean, that's the that's the simple answer this year. And we've talked about transcendent quarter pl- uh, quarterback play being the difference maker. And I mean, if Ian Book is that guy, if he is good enough, you know, to have him be that. Um, I what I did was the splits between Team One and Team Two, Camera One, Camera Two. So I took Brandon Wimbush the first three games, right, okay. and I took Ian Book the second three games. Which, as you can imagine, these two teams look relatively different. Okay, I would say one team got a lead in the first and sat on it, and the sure. other one can so crank out twenty eight points set, just against set, Bud Foster. Yeah, set the stage just a little bit. Notre Dame scoring is fortieth in the country right now. Okay, they're fortieth right. in the country in scoring. They're twenty seventh in points allowed. And on the offensive side of things, they're 59th in the country in passing and 47th in rushing. Now, again, that's all that's all season. Really nothing flashy there at all, okay? And granted, this top, is... Cher- top 25 defense is semi-notable. It's nice, but let's when you split these teams up and you start to look at the three games that Ian Book has played... Now, again, it's a three-game stint, you know, and there's a lot left. But by all by, by all accounts, they, they're able to replicate that. And they've done it on, on the road. They've done it against great teams. They've done it against a top 10 team. When you look at team number one, okay, Brandon Wimbush, the first three games of the season, Notre Dame was 77th in rushing. And then you look at team number two, Notre Dame's 24th. You look at passing, as you can imagine. Now, Dexter Williams is back for team two, right? He's back for two games of team two, but he's heavily involved in team two, right? So passing, 98th team one, 24th team two, okay? Time uh, Turnover margin, very similar, because the defense has played well consistently, you know, throughout the year. We talked about third down and how that was Notre Dame's potential Achilles heel with Brandon Wimbush, if you recall. And I was Are talking. Are they getting better with Book? I feel like they weren't that good. Listen in this game. to this: Team one, the first three games, Notre Dame's. Th- now, what I did was I took Notre Dame's third down conversion percentage and I placed it where it would be if that was it for right the now. entire year. Yeah, you look at the current if, stats now and where was the first three exactly, games relative to exactly. that today? For the first three games, if you place it with everybody else's six games, Notre Dame would have been ninety third in the country 
in third down conversions. With in the Ian, first in the first three games, if the first three games average yep. was was true for all so, six, so the Wimbush led Irish would be number ninety three. Would be number ninety three right in third down conversions. Okay. Ian Book would be number six. Really, number six in the country. Wow. Third down conversion with Ian Book. When you go to points scored, okay, again, small sample. That's amazing. Say small, that again. That's amazing. Brandon Wimbush's team, if their third down conversion percentage carried out all six games, they would be ninety third in the country converting on third down. Ian oh Book. God. Ian Book's team would be number six in the country, over fifty percent conversion on third down. Okay. Now, when you go to points, again, this is cherry picked and it's a small sample. Brandon Wimbush's team would be a hundred and ninth in the country if their average Which carried was, for what, six like games. 24 points or whatever? 23.3 yeah, yeah. points. Okay, right. Ian Book's team, 11th in the country oh my God. in scoring. Okay. Yard points, 99th. Yard points. 99th for Wimbush's team one and 13th for Ian Book. Okay. Now, for a little bit of fun now. And it's not, and it's not like Book has just played. I mean, Wake's defense is kind of shitty, but Virginia Tech's no slouch, and Stanford wasn't horrible. God, yeah, I mean, you know. Now here's here's the most fun. If you take Dexter Williams, he's only played two games, right? Yeah. If you take his rushing average, which it's only two games, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, but God, dude, I mean, he's. But he's, if you take his rushing average of two games, and let's say that was his rushing average for six games, <laughs> guess what number he would be in the country running back? Two. Number one. Uno. If his two-game average was a six-game average, he would be number one in the country in rushing and yards per game. And as much as game. you want to say for Dexter, like, because this is what we said last year, you know, why isn't this guy playing? You're like, I know it's only a small scene. He's averaging nine yards a carry, eight yards or whatever it was, and a touchdown every six times he touches the fucking ball. Yeah. And you're like, well, but I know it's a small sample gonna, size, sure. and if he was the feature back, I mean, he might not carry that average. Although, when he comes in and gets 17 carries against Bud Foster, he racks up 178 yeah. yards, 10.5 per, and three touchdowns. So he's got a TD every, what, six times he touches the ball? Right. Again, which is exactly what he was last year, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Now, I didn't tell you guys out there listening to anything you didn't really know. No, but I did, dude, the third down percentage the third is da- remarkable. The third down thing was huge. for whatever reason, I feel like they haven't been great yet. Well, here's the thing. When you look at the undefeated teams in college football, there's still a couple teams that haven't played anybody. They're they're rolling on an undefeated record. You got UCF is is pretty good. But you have USF uh, Southern. You have Cincinnati is out there undefeated. Uh, I think NC, six and oh, man, that's all NC that matters. State, that's all that matters. We <laughs> talked about that. Is three and oh all that matters? Let's go back and, and retro. At, well, and I think that's a fair question. At it's, that point, three and oh was the number ninety third uh, third down conversion team in the if country. It carried absolutely. Could, uh, which by, included by Ball State today, and Vanderbilt. By today's benchmark, was what the hundred and tenth rushing team? Yeah. At, at today, yeah. At, at today's watermark, yeah, that's pretty putrid. Well, and here's Which the other is, thing. And what the, well, here the craziest thing then is why at least I was sort of blind, and a lot of people were too. Pulling Wimbush. I mean, that's and mm-hmm. is it just because mm-hmm. of, it's a personal thing where you like the guy? I guess. But here's the other thing: because he's been a he's been a loyal foot soldier. Yeah, I, I get these are cherry pick stats, but let's look at strength of schedule if you want of Team One and Team Two: Michigan, Ball State, and Vandy on Team One, and then you got Wake, Stanford, and Virginia Tech for Team Two. I mean, the competition is yeah. is almost undeniably better. So when we go back and say is three and zero all that matters? No, but is three and 
in is is the next three games yeah. all that matters? Yeah. Absolutely. The, the next it is three all that is. matters. Yeah. Notre Dame is so much better it, on third down. The defense has remained relatively consistent. For sure. In fact, they were actually slightly better in turnover production in the first three games. But again, a lot of that was, um, I think, Ball State had like three or four turnovers, something right. like that. Right. So the defense has remained consistent. You know, but to me, it's just like you can't. That's why we said that, you know, everybody out there that was like three and zero is all that matters. Look, we've we've done this long enough. We're not experts, but we've done this long enough that when you're scoring 24, 24, 22, that is not college football. That's not going to get you in the upper level of college football. We all saw it. It just wasn't happening. That The offense was not productive, even though they were able to win. Yeah. And, and winning with grit is fantastic. I love it. And you know what? You can't get through a season without winning those. That's, a, to bu- the that's point. a Butler Bulldog basketball thing. Gritty, not pretty. Gritty, not pretty. And look, we've already had three gritty wins under our belt. So that should satisfy the grit quota yeah, for the and year. And now they're getting the print. The print. Now we're getting pretty. <laughs> now we're getting real pretty. All right, let's make this thing look nice, okay? We've we've re, you know, we've refabbed the car here. We, we the engine runs. Now let's start to put spit shine on this. I mean, they look really good. The second three games, it's night and day offensively, which everybody knows again, but I don't know if anybody really did the breakdown specifically on third down, which I thought was really compelling. In, in those games. And you're talking about playing Virginia Tech, yeah. who is, who's has a really good defensive I mean, scheme, I, and Stanford. Yeah. The, the, Stanford was one. Was Tech like was down 11th. a lot. Tech was down a lot of players, sure, right? They don't sure. have the guys and the talent, but Bud Foster is. Is a damn good coach. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's a quick. I mean, I would say he's up there with Brown, and and you saw the production. Uh, granted, it's Wimbush, but you know, you saw the production against Michigan. wasn't It wasn't forty five points. Well, and Virginia Tech had Notre Dame scratching their heads in the second quarter. Yeah. I mean, well, Notre Dame I was starting to figure things out. Some of that was a out. function of. Notre Dame just taking deep shots. They took, I swear, yeah. they threw six six deep balls. You know, for... I didn't have nearly a problem with the passing that other people did. I mean, Virginia Tech was 123rd in the country going into that game in pass defense. I mean, the writing was on the wall that you had to pass to win that game. That was the way to beat them. They were completely exposed in the secondary. However, I agree with. You know, if Ian Book can't connect on the deep stuff, why do we keep doing it? There's nothing yeah. wrong with hitting I the mean, middle I think there's some, and just pick them apart. I think there's some value in taking a couple of deep shots just to just to you know, make sure that corners and safeties and guys aren't coming up and run support too much, and they can't get too complacent. I mean, I get but that. But there was a couple first, second, and third yeah, passes. No, there, and that's, there was one. And there was right? one they went three incomplete passes in a, or three pass plays in a row, and then a punt. Right. Maybe that's what sticks in my mind of why I didn't think third down percentage was overly great. It was maybe just I'm, my mind was tainted by the second quarter, but in the second half they were. What sticks in my mind was the difference between Dexter Williams hitting that hole and Josh Adams, and that's maybe not a very fair thing to say. Josh Adams. Well, Josh found, Adams would have got hawked on that play, I think. He found those holes, but like Dexter Williams got there so much quicker seemingly than than Josh Adams ever did and you know he was he was gassed by the end of it too but he was probably just super excited but yeah, I mean but he high stepped dude man he, he yeah he got there like he was gone I mean just so it was he's a pimp dude he's is he one of the best backs I mean is he the best back if in he your carries life? this if he carries this I mean again Josh Adams had the numbers but we always talked about the electricity of Dexter oh, Williams and the line was a lot better Listen, I mean the, Dex- the funny thing about that play is uh um, I think that was the Eichenberg side. Who the? How did you see the play before that big run? 
Eichenberg, who's the one that was talking shit, right? Yeah, He's like, we're right. going to go in there and kick their ass. Dude, he whiffed on the end mm-hmm. or the D tackle or the D end, whatever. Yeah. He whiffed so bad. Well, and the line changes and some of the injuries that happened in this game, that's the other thing. I mean, Notre Dame, you could forgive them for slacking well, off a little bit with well, some of the and injuries. They're, and, they're and, and they're missing Alex and the bars. Targeting. Yeah, I mean, they're missing bars. Well, hey, and if you're going to get bounced for targeting, better to have it 13, 16 seconds left in the first half yeah. than 13, 16 seconds into the second half. Right. No, you know? but again, I mean, now they're showing like they have this depth that's going on. Dexter was able to kind of see daylight. That, there was one big smash play, but still, like he had a lot of you, other runs. You don't have any stats on Notre Dame's defense third down conversion percentages, do you? I don't. Because that might be a little dicey right now. That's possible. I that that is possible. You know how we do on this thing. We're always bringing the offensive angle to it, and we never do the real thing, you which are. is supposed Old to be bringing, bringing defense. Well, maybe we can pull it up uh, on team rankings real quick. One thing notable, I, if you guys. As uh, remember earlier in the season, um, one of the listeners had had said, "Do you guys are you guys doing team rankings?" Because they had some different, uh, they had Notre Dame slated different than whatever Sagarin or the AP mm-hmm. was or something like that. And they're and the I, ones that do the probability. Of, yes, yeah. Okay. And I had made mention of. Do you remember what it was when I said I think it was two weeks ago? I told you what the probability of Notre Dame running the table was. Do you remember what it was? Eleven percent. Four point six percent. Four point six. That's what it was. I think two weeks ago. Guess what it is now. Uh, 48%. 34.9. Of them running, going 12-0. and 0. Going undefeated. Yep. So right now, uh, again, this is teamrankings.com. Um, I mean, obviously Notre Dame's bowl eligible now, so 100% on that. And the, their, their probability of going undefeated is 34.9%. Toughest game remaining uh, per them is uh, Northwestern away, then USC, Syracuse, Florida State's a basically a gimme, and yeah. uh, and Pitt is a gimme as well. Um, so they're uh, they're thirty four point nine percent to go undefeated, and they're thirty seven point eight percent to go eleven and one. So you so combine you, those and say between that those two, they are seventy five percent chance, right? Seventy five percent chance, basically, yeah. of of being eleven and one or twelve. Well, we don't want to jump ahead and call the no, season dude, over. Might but as well. Like, this season's fucking over. Well, <laughs> it's over. It's all that matters. <laughs> Print the undefeated shirts up. Who cares if we get stomped but, by? Bama, right? I think most people listening out there feel like it's probably 70% or more likely that this team is at least 11 and 1. And yeah. I mean, with Kelly, like, look, I. I don't I see lo- how they. I mean, this is a conversion story that any Catholic were, should love. This is unbelievable mel- what there, he's done. It is. it is. If there was a meltdown, you know, if there was a meltdown scenario, Virginia Tech would have been a likely candidate for it. Or Stanford. Yeah. I mean, or Michigan coming out rusty. I yeah. mean, and again, like, we're forever indebted to Brandon Wimbush for getting I mean, through I, that I mean, game. You, I mean, he you can't He's say, contributed look, look, a Navy, ton. I watch a lot of Navy football. They are not good this year. Not they're, what they have they're, been. Oh, they're not even close. Yeah. And Malcolm right. Perry's not right, and Zach Aby's out, and they just don't have the they don't have the horses. The run game is just, they're you know, they're, they're not there. They're yeah. not there right now. So, I mean, I think Navy's a gimme. Um, I mean, look, Syracuse is, can put some points up. They're frisky. USC He's got talent, but they're, I mean, they're always a, a clusterfuck. Yeah, USC um, just is the only team, right now, USC is the team on there that cares about being the spoiler. W- Florida State has Willie bigger fish Ta- to fry Willie right Taggart now. is a shitty coach. They're, I mean, yeah. Willie Taggart's his, a shit coach, Speaking dude. of that, isn't his, isn't his winning percentage like 500 it, something? He was sub 500 when Florida really? State hired him. No, not good, they, man. They he's, dude, he's, on he's, he's Ty Willingham. He's the Ty Willingham of, Flo- of Florida yeah. State. You know, I'm not. I'm not as worried about that. Syracuse, like you said, Pitt, very peppy. Pitt, but... I mean, there's some history there and whatever of them getting chippy. But dude, 
they're trash. Yeah, they no, are they're trash not. It's not going to be them this year, which is insane, especially how bad their defense is with Narduzzi, who's the, who's like a king shit of fuck mountain up at <laughs> up at uh, East Lansing. Yeah, the only thing that could happen is USC makes spectacular plays because they have I don't, talent. I don't see. I don't see it, it either. I don't see it they're not going to tactically beat Notre Dame. It. I don't see it, man. The only thing they could do is make plays. Gilman will probably get ejected for targeting, dude. I'll tell you dude, what, he would he's physically a, eject he's himself. A, he's a he's a targeting penalty waiting to happen. I he, hate he to say it. I, I love the he's guy, a but he just, yeah, he just launches. He's an absolute he projectile. But you know what? When he tried, when he almost got that interception, I mean, it's exciting to watch. But again, as a football fan, you're like, man, I love seeing a guy that flies around like that. But it's just not the modern game. You yeah. just can't do yeah. it. Well, the flying Hawaiian. But he, you know, <laughs> he is uh, he's an electric player, and he's done some really good things too. I'm not saying that's he's, all he he's, does. No, I'm, he's just he's a little bit of a headhunter, which yeah. which is okay yeah. to some degree. But I just I don't want to see him hurt himself. But he's got or speed, and he has a nose oh, yeah. for the ball. He, no, I mean, you're you're seeing these guys. No, there's 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 nobody on the schedule, and and Northwestern again, like you said. I mean, okay, Evanston's not hot. I mean, they they will make it as uncomfortable as they can, and they'll probably get some home cooking. Well, I don't. That's a road game, so I don't think it'll be Big Ten refs, probably ACC refs. Yeah. But, you know, we're, we're talking about teams spoiling Notre Dame's party. I don't That's see what they it. Could I don't do. see any of these teams. Dude, the, the lowest odds remaining for Notre Dame to win is Northwestern at 73%. Yeah. yeah. In, in, in years past, I would say Brian Kelly will find a way to fuck this up. Yeah. Because he did right. a lot. Mm-hmm. They played to the level of their competition a lot under Brian Kelly 1.0. Mm-hmm. They found a way to do it. They just did. And... With guys like Tranquil and Coney and, you know, I mean, I just don't, I don't see, dude, I don't see it happening. No, and I you're don't right, though. see it happening. Even and, then. The- and maybe it's because Kelly has less of his hands in the pot right now. I'm not even sure. I don't see how this team can melt down. At I agree. This point. And here's the other thing. I don't even know. They're, if, they're in the playoffs. I don't even know if it's as simple as attitude, but Kelly almost seemed okay winning games by 10 or by seven back in those play down to the competition. And it was, oh, this is all that matters is winning. And like, I think he's got a taste of now, what it takes to And now to, this guy's 3-0 and and he's only winning by 14 points and he's like fuck get Wimbush and put yeah, book in exactly we gotta win I by want, more exactly I want I want more blood which here. is new I That's want more new. blood yeah I want more blood right yeah then no the three and oh winning by which seven is, which, it was, hey, and I'll tell you what man yeah. if this is if this is the the Brian Kelly that we can expect from here on out I'm on board I'm on board, of man. Course. I mean, how could you not be? I, I think you're ideologically inconsistent if you've demanded excellence in the past and don't call this what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's it's as far as the season again. It's it's three and is all that matters. Okay, I mean that was an ugly three and The last three games have been pretty damn solid. Yeah. There's a couple of things here and there. Okay, fine. They're not perfect. And the reality is all you're going to do is probably go to the the, the playoff and, and get your shit pushed in by Alabama. Well, even so, though, Alabama allowed 35 <laughs> points. Like, look, Alabama, yes. I they, know, but they the most, scored 60. I know. They're the most perfectest of the perfect. But let's let's forget the Alabama comparison. The Alabama, the only the, Alabama. The, the sad thing, I felt bad for Brian Kelly if Ian Book was suspended, number one. I feel bad for him, number two, is if he 
he can finally turn it around after 2016. What do we say? He's at 0.83, 0.84 win percentage since that year. Yeah. If he can get, if he can string together a, a, a remarkable 24 games, you know, stretch and then play Alabama and, and then, then dies at the hand of Saban again. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. And when you talked about them winning games this year, I think in 2012 that Kelly probably bought into the fact that, hey, we're undefeated. You and I did. We bought him like, we're undefeated. Yeah, some of these games are pretty sketchy, specifically like the Pittsburgh and been the hurt. Purdue's. He, hasn't, he had not hurt us that bad yet. There were some Tulsa's and some USF's yeah. and some other things. But we thought, hey, an undefeated Notre Especially Dame. Especially when you saw a guy like Charlie Weiss go to the yeah. Sugar Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl, sure. and you're like, hey, sure. Notre Dame's got talent. They've and always got undefeated. the players. And this guy's in year three, like all the other magical coaches who ripped off titles in year three. It just yeah. lined up like it was a story. Exactly. It was a storybook. Totally it was just the dragon ate the night at the end. Yeah, and, right. And the, and the kid, the kid doesn't go to bed. You know, That's there's not a pile of tin and a princess bawling her eyes out. Yeah. But here's the thing: twelve and zero was all that matters in in 2012. And I think Kelly looks back on that to whoever the ass clown was that printed up the undefeated T-shirts. Yeah, I know. My only point is, if Notre Dame goes twelve and zero, whoever in Notre Dame's administration. Don't be the dick that prints up undefeated T-shirts before they play the rest of their games. I think, please. I really like the fact that Brian Kelly and all Notre Dame fans now know what it's like to have a twelve and zero team that got completely decimated in a championship environment. And that's the reason why I think it's so nice that these last three games have looked like playoff, true playoff caliber play and that's why it's so nice is because in 2012 you're undefeated and it was just like this is great this well, is and, great and you think about it they kicked five field goals to beat usc i mean that was like exactly struggling exactly. that was a struggle bus just to win that game and so and then all of a sudden you saw firsthand it's like you saw and touched and felt what the real championship the, caliber that of college was, football that was, was getting into the arc of the cup that was like making it all the way to the night in indiana jones and then picking the wrong cup and your face melting off yeah Exactly, because you thought, yeah, you you got so overconfident. Exactly, and now it's like, no, oh, it's the gold chalice. Let's yeah. go. Now we know give me exactly. A, give me a sip. Right now we know exactly where you need to be mentally, where you need to be performance wise before you get there. And it's not the first three games of this year; it's the second three games of this year. So I think we can go back and say, is three and zero all that matters? No. Is six and zero all that matters right now? Yeah, but it's because of the last three games. Is twelve and zero all that matters? No, 14-0 um, well, is all that matters. I tell you, that 14-0 is all that matters, but uh, Brian Kelly can stay if they go 12-0. No, I mean, I there's mean, no doubt about that. I mean, he, and the trajectory is up. And I'm it's, so it's, curious what a draw would be if they made the playoff and who they would play and how they would look. I mean... That's just the, it's a million dollar question right now. It, all right, is what they would look it, like it, and who they would play if, and all that. If they got smoked by Bama, would I continue to give Kelly the kudos that he deserves for the turnaround since 2016, or would I be the vindictive little bitch that I can be and just say he can't win the big games? How close? He can't win the big games. How close now, talking, does he have to get to Alabama I'm before you're like? I'm talking a 45 to 20. Oh, let's say yeah. let's say it was this game right here, 45 to 23. It okay. was Virginia Tech. Three was, touchdowns or more. Right? It, even if they were competitive in the first half and Bama just unloaded on them in the second half. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't. I don't then even are that. you like Fiesta Bowl? I don't even have the capacity to think about it right now. It's going to be fun. The, the rest of this year is going to be. F- I don't see him losing. 
I don't, I, I don't see, see that's, how that's the they number could one lose. thing. I don't see how and, they could lose. And in every other season, 2012, by all means, I, you could, you could see, see how they were going to lose. You could see it every year. You could see it last year. Like maybe not Miami. That was a little bit of a blind side. But you can see... You can see the quarterback going to, through the emotional tailspin and having a bunch of turnovers against Northwestern. That was very Notre Dame I, I, in the past. I tell you, I do see and how they, I not. do see how they can lose is if they stop running the ball. Yeah. But actually, that's how I think they can stop. They they can they can lose is is go full out air Kelly or if Dexter Williams gets hurt, God forbid. Oh yeah. God, man, that would be bad. Yeah, that, that I don't I don't bad. foresee them forsaking the run. I mean, every game that they've looked great, there's been this really nice my balance. Coach, my coach. There's been some really nice oh, balance. Why have you abandoned running? I don't see it. I don't I don't see an NC State type thing happening. There's just no way. Hurricane? Dexter's too Hurricane electric. Game? You know, huh, dude, they're on point. I mean, they're gonna they're they're so much better than everybody on their on the I rest know. of the schedule. They're so much better. Yeah. In all the years where they've been so much better and they piss around with you know, it's like a cat just toying with a mouse, except for you don't kill it at the end. So what's but the point? That's It's funny you say that because that's really what the story is. Notre Dame is that good right now. Um, give them all credit. But the funny thing is there's nobody left on the schedule that can do it. There's nobody that can threaten them. The best three three teams are in the in the rearview mirror right yeah. now. It's yeah. Easily it was Michigan, Stanford, and Virginia Tech. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and probably... Maybe in that order, yeah. you know, Stanford, you know, maybe in that order, Michigan, yeah. Stanford, Virginia Tech. But anybody that could have done it, that could have spoiled this party is already done. And this is I like, this so. is the light work. And, and again, like, it's not to be overconfident. There should be resting guys and getting depth. I mean, I, anything I, can happen. Is, I mean, nah, Notre Dame's like, not mailing it in here. This, unless this Brian Kelly goes full Brian Kelly 1.0 somehow, where he now thinks that he's got to do something different. But I just don't see it. Yeah. They're in they're in great shape. I mean the 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 Longo to Bayless conversion appears to be a phenomenal one. Um, they look more physical, dude. I'm telling look, I'll tell you, watching the def- they're not there on offense with with talent, but watching the defense, watching the D line, Tillery, Okwara. Um, I know Dalen Hayes was out in this game. Khalid Kareem, Coney. Uh, I mean, do they look like NFL, like guys that can make NFL teams? Oh yeah, you know, There's no doubt. And, and the it, stamina, the talent, yeah. And all it's of it. not like look. Nix was big, and two, it was pretty. You know, two, it was a, a prototype body, but Nix was a just a big. Jerry Tillery looks like Reggie White when he's running. He's just a he's a big body, right? Yeah. Tranquil is just a you know. I mean, he's he's like a small Harrison Smith. Yeah. I mean, they're just they're guys that you know can make Gilman. Maybe he doesn't make an NFL roster. Maybe he does. I don't know. But they they look like they have in a pass rush. They look like they have NFL caliber players. And in the past, they just have never been it was like. Okay, there's a guy here or there. I mean, yeah. there's always a Kavari Russell. But yeah, then there's somebody, Jalen and Teo and all yeah, these right. guys. There's yeah. one or two, no, no, no. but now they've got like six or seven of them. Yeah, and that's why a guy like Gilman is and so they, fun to watch because you have all these really yeah. good, solid, smart anchor players on defense. So you can have yeah, the guy flying you, around yeah, in the back. Yeah, then you got a guy with, no, with a screw cause, Yeah, because it's like you got Coney and... and yeah. Tranquil yeah. doing really nice things, you know. So yeah, I'm with you, man. I mean, the D is the D has been the missing component. It was there in 2012, we but should, the we offense... should look up the third down stuff for the defense. Yeah, uh, that seems all right. Like, uh, you, do, don't, you don't get a lot homework. of you don't get a lot of yard points uh, with with uh, not converting third downs. Yeah, you know, for these opponents. But otherwise, I mean, things are up and up. I mean, I don't know if it's a function of Ian Book being in the game versus. Uh, 
Wimbush, but Alizé Mack kind of look like he's turning the corner a little bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, TikTok's finally starting to pick pull some weight. I mean, his blocking was pretty solid. He had a few grabs. Um, Boykin looked. I mean, he's not Michael Floyd. You know, yeah, but, but they're not asking him to be. But he's solid. Like, I mean, look, you know, if you look at the offense, I mean. The offense is not so, uh, a team, with uh, with the exception of probably Dexter Williams and maybe Bars before he got hurt. I mean, I don't think you look at the offense, you're like, uh, those. they're going to put five or six guys in the NFL off the offense, right? Yeah. Um, which is crazy for a Brian Kelly team because he's is. just always been but that. But maybe that's what it needs to be. And here's the thing. When you look at what Virginia Tech has done this year, it's really selling out against the run. And the, the only thing about last year was if you really force Notre Dame to throw and you sell out against the run, yeah. turnover chain, turnover chain, you see <laughs> what happens. Now, yeah. try that against Ian Book. Try it against yeah. Miles Boykin. And maybe Book, I mean, maybe he's just he's he's on a, a beginner's hot streak and, and maybe. You know, he's the guy that gets Gets up, he plays a hundred bucks in Vegas, gets up five grand, and ends up going home broke. Yeah. Now, Who don't knows? get me wrong. I mean, if Alabama wanted to stack the box or Clemson, could he throw all over them? I don't know. But here's the thing: like the receivers are good enough that they can keep a defense they're honest good if for they the rest, stack the rest they, for the people oh, yeah. they're playing this year. I Absolutely. Mean, you've, you know, Fink averaging twenty three yards a carry. And, well, <laughs> a catch. Fink, Fink's a great player, and <laughs> yeah. I think Claypool can do more. I think Komet can do more, but they're just not getting thrown to. You know, yeah. where some of those things yeah, should be going getting, rushes. Could, yeah, but get, those guys can do some things uh, they're too, gonna get three so. or four game three or four catches a game yeah there maybe is once one matchup where it, it's like what was it uh, was it was it Corey robinson against syracuse what was the game where Corey robinson had like 42 i mean i think golson maybe set a well com- that was syracuse where it was like 20 golson set like a com- almost had yeah. a completion record or something he had like 18 passes in a row yeah i mean there, there may be some you know matchup where you know, whatever. Their two best guys are on Boykin and Mac, and Claypool just gets off, or you yeah, know, but whatever he, it is. But but that's not so much about the receivers. That's about Ian Book. I mean, if you want to stack the box against Notre Dame and, and completely sell out against the run, look, I'm perfectly comfortable watching Ian Book throw the ball all over the field. Well, and maybe he's not. not deep. I mean, he maybe yeah, he's throwing maybe five, not, five, five, five yard and two yard passes. But he's just... had some really, really intelligent passing games. His yardage is is yeah, pretty he's, nice. I mean, he's, he's thrown one pick. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like and it was truly just a complete miss, no, you yeah. know. So I don't see Notre Dame losing until the playoff. Probably, yeah, again, I mean, I see them going regular season twelve and zero at this. If point. you think you, you know, if you're a superstitious type and you need to knock on wood, hey man, go for it. But like, if you have any sort of data bone in your body, there's nothing there that tells you that no. Notre Dame should get scared. Other than the fact that everybody wants to beat Notre Dame and anything can happen on Saturday. No, we know yes, that, right? I mean, but but we've been so much win percentage. Statistics, you know. Uh, I mean, it like would have to, to be him. like a torrential downpour would, where the game got really sideways. It, it would have to be a torrential downpour, and they don't run the ball like a normal person would. I mean, yeah, that's the good I, news. I, all the big mistakes you could possibly make, Kelly's made all of them. At least he's quasi learned from them. You I know, guess. like I mean, I, he I, knows I, he would get crucified if he did that again. That's the good news. Does is he that, care like, he though? I maybe he doesn't even care. I think he does, man. I feel like when uh, all of a sudden when things become kind of obvious and evident. He tends to do them. I think what, Ian, like what, when it's painfully obvious that Van Gorder needs to go after. Well, that was a little bit late, but I think that it. it what I, do you have to? I mean, you know, do you when you look at the expiration?
expiration date on the milk and you see some green shit in there? Does it not until you take a swig and it tastes like blue cheese before you're like, hey, maybe I should dump that this? That was him in the past, but I think the Ian Book thing was really, that's that might be Brian Kelly 3.0 right there. Oh, putting, dude. Putting Ian beta? Book in. 3.0 beta? beta version? Yeah, oh, dude. Oh, my God. I'm putting Ian Book in is he for Brandon 40, Wimbush. Or four, this is 4D chess now. Yeah. yeah. Just don't forget, Brandon Wimbush. Beep, beep, beep. Was uh twelve and three as a starter, thirteen and three. Well, I mean, look, Dabo, I mean, the, your boy Dabo did the same thing, man. Oh, hey, speaking of which, and your staff picks, you pick uh, Texas over the Sooners? No, I picked Texas to get obliterated, and, and then they go out and they, you know, shock the world, dude. Navy, I mean, I didn't even got stumped. I don't even know what to do with Texas. What are you supposed to do with Texas? By Air Force. You know, I pick them to beat Maryland, they lose. And then all of a sudden they decide to score, what, 48 points yeah. and they get Stoops fired. Well, check from, out from Oklahoma. Check out the uh, staff, staff picks in uh, one foot down, onefootdown.com. I think staff picks will be out tomorrow. I'm Thursday. picking Texas to win by one every game the rest of the year. Really? I'm picking Notre and Dame. And meet Notre Dame in the playoffs. I'm telling you what, I'm, I'm picking uh, for this game coming up here, Pitt. I'm saying ND 41. 14. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think they're going to blow the spread out of the water. Some more blood in the streets here. Them, and they should. And it and couldn't happen to Pitt? a bigger shitbag than Narduzzi. I and mean, it couldn't be those, a better... and, and my prediction is 9,000 pass interference penalties from their trash DBs who all they do is play, hold them up, and, and hack them on the receivers. Do you know how many overtimes against Pitt you've probably watched in your lifetime? Probably 20 overtimes. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was a span there where it was like 4 OT, 3 OT. against Michigan State. Oh gosh! Thank goodness they're not on the schedule too. Yeah. Pitt's gonna wear throwbacks. Um, I will give him props for that. Throwbacks are greater than alternates. Nice. Okay. Till the end of time, throwbacks will always trump alternates forever. Otherwise, uh, that's the only good thing they got going for them. Sounds is, good. Is, is a cool jersey. Yeah, they're we'll be re- we'll be right back here and uh, and we'll talk a little bit, maybe a little bit more defense and third down. But I mean, again, this is not to be. Uh, you can you can call it whatever you want. Rainbows Unicorn and rainbow, and like, hey, they, look, this they is, deserve it at this point. This is statistical. They, they, yeah, they do. This is statistical. They do. And and if anybody's got a reason to slight or to marginalize or distrust or to nitpick Brian Kelly, it's. I mean, I've I've got the propensity to do that, and I am refusing to because I think he's doing a good job. Yeah. No. I mean, it's, and he's earned, and you know, like I said, I mean, it, it, it's, it was hard. It's hard to trust a guy who's had epic meltdowns. True, you know, true, and and that's why we, especially I, make fun of a lot of the instant buy-in, go get four hundred dollars worth of Notre Dame polos and the matching Under Armour shoes and and whatever, and and yeah. dress yourself up like a leprechaun and brand new shit every year from the bookstore and people that are fully bought in, regardless of facts. I always poke fun at people like that mm-hmm. because I want to. I, I have to see actual quantifiable. Yeah. Evidence. No, of Ev- course. I need evidence. You know, what I mean, like, show me. But they're doing it, I, and to 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 not recognize that is not uh, you. You, know, you the, the, that's the, not I ideologically think, consistent. I think the best thing that you said this year was. Oh, um, here we go. Let's go. Was not on this podcast. It oh. was um, no. The best thing you said this year was if Notre Dame had hired another coach at the beginning of last year. But yeah, it was eight point eight four three win percentage and, in two and, years. And the exact a brand new coach did what they did last year and what they've done. So far, you would be signing that guy until twenty, yeah, yeah. twenty 
70. I mean, and, until everybody's hyperlooping with autonomous vehicles. Like, you would be signing that guy. Everybody at Notre Dame would say, this is the guy. Let him do his thing. Build him a statue. Build a, start pouring the yep. bronze now, yep. you know. I mean, and so, again, there is history there, and maybe that's an unfair thing to do, but if you view it through the eyes of conversion, and if you say, Brian Kelly has done something different, you know, in the stew since last year, and... and it's and, umami. He, yeah. He discovered umami. He discovered it. The change to Ian Book, the fact that it was Wimbush last year and now Book, and we talked about transcendent QB play. It looks like he might be getting there. That's the best way to me to say it. If you're willing to say Brian Kelly is a new coach starting last year, it, it's phenomenal. It is. I mean, there's no other way to slice it. You you couldn't ask for more than that. And then that would be next year would be it, year three. And it could have happened coach. to a more swell guy. <laughs> to, a sw- to a sweller guy. <laughs> Four and eight. All right. Oh there gosh. you go. That's the uni- Unicorn and Rainbow late edition of uh, ND Fan Radio. We appreciate everybody listening. Irish Tightness on Twitter. My brother at ND McFly. Check us out on One Foot Down. Leave comments. Interact. Submit your fan posts and all that fun stuff. Yep. Um Check us out on SoundCloud, on Google Play, or iTunes, or wherever the hell else we're at. Uh, that's it. Go Irish. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be a pit. It's gonna be a pit in the pits next Massacre. week. Yep. Can't wait. All right. See you.